You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You never go full Rutledge. <laughs> Ayahuasca. He's hit and sacked. This time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. Fucking five billion. You're a Packers fan, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm about to piss you off. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Yeah, it is. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, prime time, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. You don't have Matt Hamilton ready yet? Uh, I've been working on other things back here, Jim. All right, Matt Hamilton, can uh, he can keep focusing on his curling instead of crushing Coors Lights. All right, that's fine. We are, it is goo-wop week here. That means Chris Orr, former Badger, is here, and we're going to talk some uh, we'll talk some college football. We'll talk some Green Bay Packers football. We'll talk about the I don't know. I don't know the news coming out of Chicago, but I'm not talking about Justin Fields calling out the coaching. I'm not talking about their left tackle being out for the year. Probably I'm talking about their defensive coordinator resigning and possibly being arrested at some point. There's a lot of all right. So there's some more news coming through, and we'll have to. Um, We'll have to kind of peter it through, but things look bad in Chicago for their defensive coordinator. So once the news is more finalized, I'll share that news. But their defensive coordinator has resigned, Mm. and it is definitely under some scandal uh, of his resignation there. So things getting worse. We did the poll yesterday, our first Iron Jack poll yesterday, Chris Orr, (laughs) about which franchise had it the worst, the Browns, the Bears, the Lions, or what was the other one? Jets. Jets. Mm -hmm. No, I think the Bears made a late push uh, to take over as the the fan base, the much maligned fan base there. But getting to the show, 844-770-3776. On that note of Allen Williams uh, resigning as Bears defensive coordinator, maybe I could do the job, Chris. (laughs) That's where I want to start today's show. I saw this video on Howard Stern with Larry David, a famous comedian. Mm. Uh, He's uh, one of the co-creators of Seinfeld. Has his own show, Kirby Enthusiasm. Yeah, I don't think he's so. that guy, <laughs> and he's a diehard Jets fan. But I think he shared something that I want to get our fans' opinions on, and Chris, Uh-oh. your opinion on. But let's hear Larry David on the Howard Stern show. I heard that you said that you could coach the Jets. Like you were being serious, right? You you believe that you are? I, I think with a just with a little studying, I think I could be a tremendous offensive coordinator. Really? And and defensive coordinator, yes. I, I, I see many things that I know I could fix. Don't you think that would be a great curb season where you become? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. what, are you that much of a football fan? I, I think I'm an average football fan. I'm a, I'm a big Jet fan. What gives you, is there any evidence that you've, you could do this kind of job? When, when I was a kid and we used to play football in the parking lot, right. uh, I, I, would des- I would design very good plays. <laughs> yeah, and, you would, and you're being serious. Yeah, you're being, I, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why? Why couldn't I do that? And by the way, <laughs> other people do it. Why not me? Man. So that's the question I want to ask. 844-770-3776. Not asking if you could do the job, but 
What coordinator job do you think you could do as a fan? Offensive mm. coordinator, defensive coordinator, or special teams coach? 844-770-3776. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I want to ask you, 844-770-3776. Joe Barry, everyone wants his job. Man. And uh, I, I want to ask you, what do you think you could do the job? Like, just coming off the street? Look, we all, because here's <laughs> the thing, Chris, we all play Madden. You know, so many of us play Madden, and I know it's not the same, but I think a lot of us think it's the same. We see Kirk Benkirk, former Packer Mm -hmm. player. He's Mm -hmm. playing on Twitch, and you're watching him play, and he's breaking down how he Mm -hmm. can play Madden and and see these defenses. Mm -hmm. And so it's not anywhere close to the same, but it's also not walking off the street. Like some fans would probably know the jargon. Like they could, they could fake it. Like if they showed up, they could fake it. Now I'm not, I'm not. I'm not being serious, but yeah. I also want to know, 844, this will be our first Iron Jack poll question. What coordinator job do you think you could do in the NFL? Offensive no. coordinator or defensive coordinator or special teams coach? I honestly think special teams coach, the way that people talk about it, might be the hardest mm-hmm. because I've heard a lot of people say that's honestly the best way to set yourself up to be a good head coach. Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh is a former special teams coordinator mm-hmm. because you are working with offensive players, mm-hmm. defensive players, specialists, and you kind of have to run your own unit. Yep. Yep, yep. I, I'm going to go ahead and say none of them. Uh, I think the main reason why you you won't just succeed coming off the street is that it's not necessarily if you have experience playing football or not, but more so being being taught and immersed into the game. Like like if you were a GA for a couple of years and then all of a sudden you became an NFL DC, I think you could you could probably do that and get away with it. But there's there's just so much to think about. You have to understand the game on such a level to be a play caller because, first of all, on offense, you're not just calling plays for any reason. A lot of people think that, oh, I'm just calling this play. I'm just trying to hurry up and get the first down. Like, just get as many first downs, march down the field, and score. Like, just do that. There's so much more that goes into it. Based off the flow of the game, the 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 game clock, all of that. There's there's so many layers why why it won't be easy. But two, it's not the same language as Madden. Like <laughs> this is Don't a, take away our fun, Chris. <laughs> this is not a This is not a good show for Chris. He's too serious about it. <laughs> this is not a defensive play. Cover two? Four, three, cover two. Yes, it Ready. is. What are you talking about? Break. <laughs> John Madden wrote those plays. Come Chris, on. What man. are we talking about? Cover four palms. <laughs> cover four palms. Yeah, cover four palms. Yes, that is a thing. That's a version of cover four. First of all, this is, here's the thing about cover four that people don't know. So you hear cover four and you're like, okay, we got four deep. We got three underneath. Yeah, we're rushing four. Okay, cool. You understand that. Yeah. There's also, I, I might be understanding, there's probably 20 or 30 different calls you could have in, within one cover four. Uh, rep on defense, depending on the formation, depending on how close one and two are, you play it a different way. Those are the receivers, like the furthest out in the slot. Depending on how close they are, you'll play it different ways. If the running back is on their side or not, you'll play it a different way. Oh, man, so many layers. Special teams coordinator is probably the one that people think is the easiest, but the thing about special teams is you have to have a understanding in the, to- in the totality of the game because a lot of the time – a lot of times special teams coordinators helping out the head coach based on field position and tracking the field position and essentially just how how we're doing in the game. So there's so many there's so many extra rules to 
to uh, special teams as well. Like, I don't know if you saw the other day where, man, I, I don't remember if it was college. Was it a college game? There might have been the NFL where there was a kick returner and he caught the ball and he was, like, trying to stay inside and then he stepped out. Well, the thing is what you're actually taught in special teams is that if you straddle that line. So if I straddle the sideline and the uh, field of play and I catch the kickoff, it is an out-of-bounds and we get the ball at the 40. Yeah. We get the ball at the 40. And I feel like he was trying to do that. I think he was thinking that. <laughs> but in the moment, he got caught up in just thinking stay in bounds. But, yeah, that's just an example of there's so many little rules and tricks to the game on special teams that it's not. that's definitely not as easy as you think. 844-770-3776, how you get into the show. What uh, position or what coordinator job do you think you could do best in the NFL? Mm. You could, could you be a special teams coordinator? Could you be a offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator? Friend of show, uh, Jeffrey chimes in. Easy answer, offensive coordinator, because if you have a good QB, they're the, few gen- the field general and can make the OC look good. Uh, Tim in uh, Oregon chimes in. I could be an offensive coordinator for like a five-man team, like my son's flag football team. <laughs> there we go. But 844-770-3776, what? position or, or what you know coordinator job could you handle in the NFL and you know Chris you said this yesterday though that the defense I think if you had to pick one you'd pick defense because there's only so much you, like the offense mm-hmm. there's so much language in it there's so yeah. many little uh, variations of it mm-hmm. that it, it, there could be just be a little bit more uh, involved into that mm-hmm. defensive coordinator uh, the old quote and I don't know who to directly attribute it to because there's a lot of different names to it but it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is more so. I would. I would definitely uh, lean that towards the defensive side for sure. But the thing, the other thing too about defense is now it's developed so much. There's so many different trees and lineage to lean off of now mm-hmm. that there are a lot of different languages. Like I know there's some teams that call like whatever. What would you call a traditional? I got a question for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> what would you call okay. this formation? So you got your 5-0 lineman, right? Yep. Quarterback, fullback, running back in the eye, tight end all set to the right, and your receivers are split out wide. Would that be that? strong right? Like <laughs> like a strong right eye formation play, Wouldn't that right? be uh, 21 personnel, two two backs, one tight end, mm-hmm. uh, even, even uh, wide outs? Is that a uh, duo? I don't know. what I don't know no. the wide out calls. Okay. It's called... I pro split. I pro split. I pro split. Sounds like something I buy at the doctor's that's office. Like the, that's like the traditional, that's like probably the most traditional way you can call it. And duo is actually a run play. It's not a formation. <laughs> it is a play. Wait, did I say duo? Yeah. Hot oh, route. Man. Hot route. Dave from Deerfield chimes in. <laughs> Special teams coach has four different units. That's very tough. Uh, yeah. Robin Madison says, I'm the water coordinator. Uh, that's uh, his choice. Brandon in Tulsa chimes in. I would absolutely be a D coordinator. Cover four, cover two. Don't matter. I'd make it simple. Cover your guy. If he beats you, that's on you, not on the play call. There was a deeper, <laughs> deeper into the cut from Larry David. He said, I'll tell you what, one thing's not going to happen. Running ball, running back's not catching the ball in the flat. Because <laughs> like, like like, we're all watching the games. Like, and this is the thing. We're all watching Joe Barry's defense. We're all out there. Uh-huh. And we are blaming Joe Barry for... With Sewell Douglas missing a tackle. I mm-hmm. mean, like, yes, there's more to it, but right. we're all doing it, Chris. Like, mm-hmm. we're all, even you mm-hmm. are like, what? Are we, you're probably doing it more like tackle the guy. Yeah. The rest of us are saying, 
How do you like when I watch the Bears play the Packers the game? We all watched that game, yeah. so I can talk about that one. And you see it. Like, where is Eddie Jackson? Yeah. How would you not know yeah. to to get the right leverage there? So, yeah. uh, I mean, cover two in general mm-hmm. is, a, I think, a defense that people can understand because it's more of like just don't get beat over the. T- it's like an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Just don't get beat over the top with the safeties. Keep everything in front of you and mm-hmm. make the offense make a bunch of plays. Honestly, I think of cover two of like how I like when I coach youth basketball. It's like make them make plays. Just make them make plays over and over and over again. Yeah. And if they screw it up, go take the ball. But otherwise, yeah. but that one, like for example here, in my rudimentary understanding of it, that cover two mm-hmm. is really dependent more than anything else on the front four creating mm-hmm. pressure. Yeah. And that's not usually sure. That's not often schemed. A lot of times, yeah. you're not stunting or moving out a lot because mm-hmm. you're going to open up the run. So it literally yeah. is winning your one on one battle. So yeah. that's not. I mean, there's honestly, I think I would, I think I would have a harder time being a positional coach than a coordinator because positional coaches are very technical. Yeah, and, and very much about. Uh, where you place your hand, yeah, routine. yeah, technique, yeah, yeah, all sure, of that, as sure. opposed to a coordinator, they're kind of like a CEO. They're they're mm-hmm. like the boss. What does the boss do? I mean, like <laughs> you got the you got the people on the front lines doing everything. I'll, I'll here here I'll explain it. I think I think this is the issue for everybody watching. So one cover two, everybody knows cover two and cover four, yeah, because they're so popular. The Buccaneers made it real popular back in the day at Warren Sapp. And on paper, it looks simple. On paper, it looks simple. It like, looks have Hardy Nickerson, Brian Urlacher in the middle, you're going to have a great defense. Yeah, it looks very simple. But the thing is now what what offenses do now is, okay, you're going to take your linebacker and you're going to have him run with whoever we sprint through the middle of the field because that's what Tampa 2 that's what Tampa two defense is. Yeah. Your Mike linebacker has to run with anybody coming through the middle of the field because that's the most vulnerable spot in cover two. Also, between the area between the deep half and the flats – you always teach your corners to sink, whatever. But I think the thing that people don't understand is that there's a weakness to every defense. It is there's a there's a good and a bad to every play, essentially. Yin so, and a yang, if you will. Ex- exactly. Right. Exactly. Like I'm calling I'm calling cover two because typically you'll see cover two in like the red zone, which is like the 20-yard line going into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Because there's not as much space to cover. I want hard edges on the flat, in the in the flats. My linebacker doesn't have to run too far. He's athletic enough to cover pretty much everybody from this distance out. But then the other weakness of that is, ah, oh, they got a they got a six nine tight end. Right, they got six nine tight end. Our Mike linebacker Chris Orr is, <laughs> half his size. No, <laughs> our Mike linebacker Chris Orr is six foot. You don't believe me? You can Google it. Our Mike linebacker Chris Orr is six foot. That's some they got the advantage. But like, yeah, there, there's just a weakness to every coverage. That's part of the chess match and coaching. Is okay. The weakness to this. Is whatever the weakness is the flash the weakness is deep whatever whatever the case is, but we're taking away exactly what you want to do. So I'm calling cover four. I'm calling cover three because I don't want to get beat deep, and you're trying to go deep. Mm-hmm. So it's something as simple as that. And then sometimes you just get caught. Sometimes like you call cover four because you're thinking whatever you're thinking, and they catch you in cover in a cover four beater, which is just an offensive play designed to beat that coverage, and now you're caught. Uh, well, yeah, that sounds like a good play. Yeah. Call the 3-4 exactly. beater, call whatever. <laughs> uh, 
JJ Ponette chimes in. I don't think I can do any of them coming off the street, but I do think in order of difficulty from easiest to hardest, it would be special teams coach OC uh, to DC. And I think that's kind of what we're asking here a little bit of like which one do you think uh, it would be that you could possibly pull off? Which one do you think is the easiest? Yeah. And Tim and Oregon has a question. We can answer this on the other side. Would you rather show at the line and sink or stay back and go forward? You can answer, yeah, which, <laughs> just tell us which one would you prefer as a defensive player. Okay. Uh, well, tell us now real quick before we go to break. Okay. Uh, I'd rather show at the line and sink. All right. Uh, you know what we can do? Uh, we can have this kind. Con- this is the conversation that people have, I'm sure, around the Horseshoe Bar at Roos mm-hmm. Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. You get yourself uh, an old fashioned, a Manhattan, uh, whatever it is that you're you're looking for, and you can have that over at Roos Chris Steakhouse in Middleton. Best happy hour in town. The sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour over there. Get yourself a cocktail. Get yourself a steak sandwich. Say what's up to Lee. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're gonna bring in Colin Russo coming up next. We're gonna do a little picks for the uh, the Badgers game. We'll also ask him where does he think he could do as a coordinator. This is Rutledge. Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Being a coordinator is easy, Chris Orr. That's what I. That's what we've decided here. Nah. Every Packer fan wants Joe Barry's job. Larry David was on Howard Stern saying he could do the Jets uh, coordinator job. And we are asking you our first Iron Jock poll question. If you had to, which NFL coordinator role would you be most successful at? Right now, 53% of you say offensive coordinator. You know what? You know what? You want to know another reason why? You get so mad at this. A lot of people would get killed. I'm going to tell you why. Because if you... Have, somehow have success on the play. Everybody's talking about the Bears <laughs> OC for running the slip screen mm-hmm. three plays in a row. Yeah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. For all of you Madden GMs out there or Madden coordinators, you're just like you're cycling through the same few plays, brother. And let me tell you something. As much study that goes into yeah. an actual game, uh-huh. any clue. Your quarterback, you're going to run through all three of your quarterbacks in one series. I promise you. That's honestly, and he's Chris Orr. I'm Jim Rutledge. We have uh, Colin Russo in the uh, Everlight Solar Studio as well. We're going to get to him in a second. We'll ask him this question. But that's my favorite knock people t- on Getsy. It's like, Getsy's the type of guy that runs the same three plays in that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep running the glitch play. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Colin, we'll ask you this uh, question first. Before we get to your picks from the weekend, or you know, for this upcoming weekend here, but oh. what position could you be an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coach if you had to walk in off the streets? No head coach. Head coach is not an not option. A, not an option. I'm an elite motivator. Let's let's reset this by playing the audio from Howard Stern uh, with Larry David uh, on Howard Stern earlier today. So if you're just tuning in, why are we asking this question? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. This is Larry David with Howard Stern talking about how he thinks he could be a coordinator. I heard that you said that you could coach the Jets. Like you were being serious, right? You you believe that you are. I I think with a just with a little studying. I think I could be a tremendous offensive coordinator. Really? And, and defensive coordinator, yes. I, I, I see many things that I know I could fix. Don't you think that would be a great curb season where you become... Yes. The, yeah. Yeah. What, are you that much of a football fan? I, I think I'm an average football fan. I'm a, I'm a big Jet fan. What gives you, is there any evidence that you've, you could do this kind of job? 
when when I was a kid and we used to play football in the parking lot. Right. Uh, I, I, would des- I would design very good plays. Yeah, and, you would, you need, and you're being serious. Yeah, you would, I, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why? Why couldn't I do that? And by the way, <laughs> other people do it. Why not me? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. So that has, uh, Colin, that has broken Chris Orr. Oh. Uh, he's very upset about it. But so do you, you've had some time to think about it. What what job could you okay, do? Okay, if head coach, I'd be a good head coach. <laughs> Let's put it that way, Chris. I cannot believe you No, nah, I'll be a good head coach. We'll save that later. <laughs> I'd be a good head coach. If that was not an option and it was between special teams coordinator, defensive coordinator, and offensive coordinator, yeah. you know, offensive coordinator is so tricky with confidence and getting guys the ball. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, attitudes and egos that you kind of have to fulfill. Am I right or am I wrong on that? That's fair. Uh, Especially yeah, if it's a good fair. offense. There's a lot. People get upset, yeah, and fair. you you got to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think it's all scheme-based. I don't think... I don't think it's as, like, sort of X's and O's as the... Maybe I'm completely wrong. Right. Comp- <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me finish. <laughs> let me finish, Chris. <laughs> Defensively, I think it's a little more... For lack of a better term, like a little more black and white. You know, you have your scheme. You have your scheme. It's easier. Let's be honest. Just say what you want to say. It's not as complicated. You have your sets. You you call your plays. You send a couple guys on third down, and then you're going to get a couple stops here and there, Chris. Let's let's be honest. Strong safety blitz. What's there to know? Blitz the strong safety. That's what you think. Yeah. You got to get outside linebackers. Got some speed. All right. Let's use them on third down. I got a question for you. Go ahead. If you're going to say, like, offenses. Are these complex and they got all these moving pieces? Well, nowadays they are. There's a lot. Yeah, nowadays offense is just real complicated. You don't think defense is just as complicated in order to guard these offenses? I completely understand. And you're right, it's a lot of schematics and like preparing for team to team. But at a basis level, you have your 3 4, you have your 4 baseline. I got you. Okay, go ahead. I got you. I got you. When you can answer this question. Oh, God. Let's go. <laughs> then you can start having these conversations. This, right, for this. this for everybody out there too. <laughs> when you can start telling me what coverages are good if we're getting killed in the run game, coverages are good if we're getting killed in the run game. Then you can start saying, ah, defense, I don't know how complex it is. Then you can maybe mention that. Okay. Coverages, zoner men. We could do anything here. Mm-hmm. I could call anything. Run game's killing us. Run game's killing us. Type of running run game. Outside, inside, how are they doing this? Everything. They're what type killing of running us, back to the guy? They're killing us everywhere. They got See, I'm asking the right questions here. You know? <laughs> no, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. I'm preparing no, properly. Not. It's, no, not, not. Like, I, like, it's not black and white. I'll tell you like, this. I'll tell you this. We're, we're playing the Eagles. We're okay. playing the Eagles, and they're not throwing the ball. We're just getting killed in the run game. Mm-hmm. But dang, they got some killers outside. We can't just leave. We can't leave our DBs stranded out here in man all day. We need to work some coverages that's good against the run game and good in coverage. Okay. I like my corners. My corners are fast. Yeah, yeah. You like your I got, I got good fast corners. Okay. Got good corners. We're running cover three. We're going to go single high safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I good? You're, I'm, you're good uh, so I haven't derailed yet. You're good so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farther than so I thought far. I'd get. Yeah, by the way. There you go. Good job. <laughs> good good so job. Far. Cover three. Keep mm-hmm. a single high safety. You got another guy down in the box with strong safety. You can play in the flat or you can blitz, blitz him at the outside. No? Uh, then it wouldn't be cover three if you blitz him. Okay. Cover three, regardless of that. <laughs> Backtrack. Still doing cover three. More guys up and close towards the line. You got your defensive lineman. I like my corner, so they can play deep. If they got two speedsters on the outside for a wide receiver, then I, I can handle that with my I trust my corners. And you got one single high safety that's good sideline to sideline. Uh-huh. It's a good ball hawk. Mm-hmm. You know? And you got a couple guys that are good up near the line. You could plug the run. Good up near the line. <laughs> 
He could plug the run. Uh-huh. We've got a couple Chris Ors in the second right, line yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he could plug the run. Kiss his ass uh-huh. a little bit. Sounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sounds like we're getting a three and out, Chris. Am I right or am I wrong here? You're wrong. Okay. You're wrong. I'm saying, good, like, I got the good coverage, though. Yeah, yeah, you got a good coverage. Okay. Based off so the I simple, answered the question properly, right? Hey, Ryan, simple. am I right or am I wrong in there? Like Chris said, if I yeah. got the right coverage, yeah. then you got I the right, you got put the right me out there coverage. on Sundays. You got the right coverage to an extent, but cover three is essentially man as well, and they're just going to attack your corners. I like my corners. You play cover three. This is this is why I it's like hard. my corners. Chris. You told people. me I like my this corners. Yeah, yeah, yo, you like your corners. You like your corners. Take you like your corners. Data. But they got Devontae Smith and AJ Brown out there too. They're they're, they're going to lose a couple of those. They're going to lose. It's just the Eagles. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to lose a couple of those. They're going to lose a couple of those. We're stopping Bad. the run. You said the run's killing Bad. us, dude. Bad. All right, continue. Cover four. Cover four. People don't know cover four. Is, right, that, two, is so that two high safeties? Two right high there? safeties. That's actually good against the run. The Adam and Madison chimed in with this. This is before you mentioned it. Uh-oh. Getting killed by the run. Base four three package. Cover four outside backers. Cover the flat middle linebacker. Spy on the running back. That's not the job. <laughs> There's nobody in the middle. <laughs> Those are not the jobs at all. There's nobody this in the is, middle. That's, people, that's, that's the issue. People think that in cover four, your outside linebacker has the flat. In cover four, you're giving up the flats. You know, you know what you're talking cover four? You're covering deep and we're covering gonna, the we're run, gonna, right? Hey, we're going to come up and tackle that. We're going to come up and tackle the flat. Uh, basically, everybody's thinking, when you see a running back catch a flat and he's wide open, for all of you out there, don't get mad at your linebacker. Don't get <laughs> mad at your safety. Only get mad if they don't come up and tackle it. If they miss a tackle, then you can get mad. Uh, Brandon Tulsa chimes in. Then why is Joe Barry so bad at his job <laughs> oh if it takes God. such an extensive knowledge to be a D coordinator? And that's what we're trying to get at, Chris Orr. You got the Bears coordinator resigning from off the field reasons. You got Joe Barry. Everyone wants fired. If this is such a hard, if this is such a so much studying and such an advanced degree. I hope like doctors don't fail like this. Like hey. you have to do all of this, I and then mean, when you get there, you can't get it done. I mean, it's look, not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmy's yeah, and Joe's. It's, it's not so anyone can be a coordinator. Yeah, you can say, you can say, oh, I like my corners. And guess what? Guess you what, told Colin? me I like my corners. Yeah, yeah. I asked you if no, I no, like no, my corners. You like them. You like them. But this is what I'm saying. You can like your corners this week and hate your corners oh, in the upcoming week. One of the t- it might be the toughest oh, yeah. position can, on defensive side of the ball to play. You can love your front seven one week and hate them the next. Yeah. Like, oh, we're, we're going to need some help yeah. up front. All right, so, Chris, I want to talk a little bit of Badgers because I hear Colin all the time talk about what a great uh, gambler he is. What a great ba- what a, what a great uh, We don't talk about this, Chris. So we're going to talk about uh, – I want two games to him. I want to talk about the Badger game and the game that everyone's talking about, the, the Colorado-Oregon game. So the Badgers, mm. last I saw, I think it's minus six. What do yeah. you got? Mm. Minus six. Taking Purdue with getting the six points. Ooh. One and two. One and two. They lost Fresno State first week of the year. But I, for one, as a gambler myself, I like rooting for the close game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that fair? And uh, I want to root for a close game because I'm a football fan. I don't have to be a bad. I don't want a 30 point victory. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. see, I I see that. Purdue come up, that. play well. Yeah. But I also want to see the Badgers come out with a win. Yeah. They can still win, mm-hmm. getting six, losing six, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the Badgers. Chris? Uh, get, give it a, get in the, or the Purdue getting the six points. You like that or you don't like that? I don't like that. You don't like I that? I don't like that, Colin. Okay, why not? I don't like You're that. You're the one bro. who told me that Purdue's a tough place to play I, I think, at night on a Friday. Yeah, it is a tough place to play. It is, it is a tough place to play. He's, wearing a, he's wearing a bad so, shirt. Put yourself, in a ga- put yourself in a gambler's position at this point. Put not yourself a, in a gambler's <laughs> position. Let's say you, you, <laughs> you put money on it, Chris. This is not Chris Shore. Under, under your knees, hands <laughs> yeah. together, praying. In third quarter, I'm about to lose you're, the house. Yeah, I'm about to lose the yeah, house. Yeah, the house is on it. The whole ranch. Minus six at Purdue at night. 
Friday night seem to be when they upset people. But at the same time, they're not going to have that juice. They're one and two. They're one and two. They're one and two. They're not going to have that juice, bro. It's not number three Wisconsin coming in there. It's unranked Wisconsin. I thought you loved the new head coach, Ryan Walters. I do love their new head coach. And he brings the heat. True. He brings the heat and he plays a lot of man, which means that who's ever built more for a shootout is probably going to win this game. And I would say that's Wisconsin. So you're going to, the house is on the line. You're putting putting it all in Wisconsin. They win by more than six. They win by a touchdown. Okay. Win by they win by a touchdown. Extra right. point. And House on the line. Touchdown, extra point. They yeah. got a touchdown. They got All right. I want to get to Collins' pick first, or second on this one, but uh, Dion. So, Chris, oh. I want yours first on this. And Do we'll you go believe? To, we'll go to to the to Colin next. I got but a story involved in that, so I, I'll let you know. I, right. I do believe in the Colorado Buffalo. So they're minus 21. Oh, minus 21. Yeah. Ooh, they, they set the line there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Oregon. Really? Yeah, I'm going to Oregon. Oregon won by over three touchdowns. I, th- I think I think they might. I'm going and I'm going to tell you why. Colorado isn't ready for what Oregon is in the uh, front seven. No Travis Hunter too. That's why they're yeah, their best no skill, Travis Hunter, skill player. No each Travis side. Hunter. They still got players. I, I still like I like Colorado. I do like them. I just think that there's. I think Oregon is. Well, they're top ten, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 10. I think they're a top ten team that's closer to being top three or to five than a lot of people think. And I think Colorado is more of like a. I think they're close to the right spot. I think their ceiling is like twelve, and I think their floor is like seventeen. Okay. This is the that's, that's the you. disparity we should see. So first of all, I'm excited because the Badger game's on a Friday. So I'm going to walk you through <laughs> how my Saturday is going to go. You ready? Let me hear. So here's how my Saturday is going to go, and it all leads. Gambling is a. Uh, <laughs> It's a superstition. You with me? So here's how we're going to do this. So I'm going to wake up, go for a run, right? Yeah. I'm an empty nester this weekend, too. All my roommates are out of town. Oh, you're good. Empty nester. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. (laughs) Big weekend for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be empty nester. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go for a run. My roommate's got a dog. I'm going to take the dogs for a walk. Okay? Uh Mm -hmm. Take the dogs for a walk. Go for a run. Uh Get that out of the way. 12 o'clock hits. Uh I'm going to sit down. Make myself a little cocktail, have it together, a little cocktail, a little straw in it. Cut up a little gummy, right in the hat. Gummy, right in the hat. Cut a gummy in half. That's my day. Gummy in half. Take the first gummy. Cocktail. Okay? Take the gummy with the cocktail. Gummy with the cocktail. Florida State Clemson goes on. I'm going to call uh, my bookie, Fat Rob, Grand Rapids. Have you met him? No, you haven't. From Rapid City. Fat Father Rob. Fat Rob. He's a priest. He's a priest. My, my, so he's a bookie, and he's a priest. Fat Rob. Fat Rob. So I'm going to call Fat Rob. I'm like, Rob, let's do this. Put some money on. Put a couple dimes on, uh, on Florida State Clemson. Okay? So by the time I'm sauced in the third quarter, I'm going to be gone. Third quarter. Third quarter comes up. Colorado's inching up. I'm going to call Fat Rob again. Fat Rob. Yeah, he's a priest. Former priest, by the way. Lived in the Vatican for five years. Fat Rob. Let's sprinkle a little on Colorado as well. But at this time, my second half of my gummy, down the hatch. <laughs> down the hatch. Second gummy down the hatch. I'm going to be gone. Gone by the second quarter. Let's put a couple dimes on Colorado. Let's put a couple dimes on Colorado. Nobody's home. Empty nester. Dogs are walked. I just ran for a run. I'm good to go. Five Rob. A couple dimes. Colorado. I'm going to root like heck for the Buffalo. Saturday afternoon. 
That's what that food and for uh, clarification <laughs> and legal purposes, he means CBD gummies. But uh, oh my goodness, you gonna have a similar afternoon? Oh, there? bro, no, no, no. I'm gonna be studying these guys, brother. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not watching with the. <laughs> so you need so, all that to be so, calm and relaxed. So uh, you're Chris, a little bit, little bit beyond, a little bit be pulling back the curtain, and we'll show it to you. Uh, his dad, Mad Dog. Uh huh. Uh, basically went off the rails today on ESPN and did exactly what. So he just kind of just did an imitation of his dad's rant. Oh, I need to see it. Yeah, we'll show it to you. But I we wanted to get dad, your bro. blind react to it because I think Colin did a pretty good job of, of doing uh, Chris. So you. this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Thanks, Colin. Uh, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Oh yeah. Round and round, round they go. I get around. Still clown with the underground when we come around. Around and round, round they go. Stronger than ever. Back to get wrecked. All respect to Prime Time. Wallersheim gets around. <laughs> hey. Hey now. Is that a compliment? You're a young man. You're not. You're not uh, tied down. Are you, are you dating anyone? Uh, what? I mean, no, I'm not. Not. Not oh. at this current time. I'm a. I'm a free man. I, I'm. I'm around. I'm around. So you get around. You get around. I'm around. I don't say I get around. I, I'm. You know. I like to. I like it to be feel special. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to just. You know. Give myself away like that. You know. Man. So motivating. <laughs> For all you young men out there listening, refreshing. Pay refreshing. Uh, let's just say I, I'm not playing the. Uh, if you like it, swipe right. <laughs> if you dislike it, swipe left. I'm it's not playing that time. game. Which too is often. funny because that game was invented by Alex Strofe, who's been in a serious relationship <laughs> for a very long time. And Alex, famous for his uh, Tinder profile, which was him, uh, Chris, in front of a microphone. so he really what he did is he just went the pity route like feel bad for me or he went the YMCA I need to see his the the, the YMCA route of like you know like dress as your profession at all times I need to see his Tinder account. Yeah. Dresses your profession at all times? Well, because he like like YMCA the the group uh, the village people they're all like there's a cop and mm. there's like a construction worker, and they're okay. dancing around in their actual uniform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I get what you're so saying. So Alex yeah, yeah, is yeah, like yeah. leaning into like my the most important thing about me <laughs> is that I want to talk on the radio. <laughs> is that I love me some me. I love me some me. Uh, he had to do something, man. He can't show off that he has an ounce of athleticism or anything like that. It's not like he could show off to like, get. Yeah, he's going. He look. He went. He went built to, up some muscle or something. Look, like, I think if there's any women out there, eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. I think man. he went with the pity route. I think yeah. the pity route can work. Yeah. There's some women to be like, you know what? I'll pick this like Bambi type fawn that can't stand <laughs> up and, and doesn't so, know how to like present. Like he's a project. She, she right, picked, yeah, they, they exactly. pick a project. Right. Yeah. You know what though? Yeah. Women are are so much better than men on this that like. You see it, and like every once in a while, I look back at photos of me with my wife. I'm like, "What were you doing with me?" <laughs> like, like some of the photos, I, I'm like, "I look like McLovin in some of these." Photos. Like, why were you with me? Like, you know, I think women are so much better on the product. Like, guys always outkick their coverage because it's this idea of like, I yeah. think women like can see like, 
I'll mold him into something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The, the, yeah. it's good bones. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out the rest. May, may, maybe I see potential based off of a really, you know, I told him the other day the reason that, you know, uh, he doesn't have, I found out he doesn't have a lot of uh, nicknames on his show, Mr. Irrelevant. And I'm like, Maybe it's just because you're bland. So maybe she saw a real bland foundation and was like, "I can, I can build upon this." Or I, I see something down. You think the line. he was like Dion looking at Colorado, being like, "I could build something there. I could build I something make there. It, oh, I got, they got mountains behind the stadium. Yeah, exactly. I can. I'm going to work with. We got this. a beautiful but, stadium or, or, in Colorado. But also, <laughs> it's like Dion looking at Colorado and his sniffing other looking at, at Alex and saying, "You got like one win. Like yeah. I don't, this guy wasn't playing. This guy, <laughs> this guy wasn't getting around. This guy wasn't playing the field." This guy got like one win. There's a lot of room for right, improvement. Right. <laughs> so like it's only up from here, literally. Right. Like I think that was more of it of like, hey, this is a piece of clay I can mold because this guy like this guy's been left at the bottom of the trash heap, like the toy bin that's never played oh with. My He's just a toy in there, but like you know what? This toy's at least like a nice, pristine toy. <laughs> you know, he's got the physique of Woody from Toy Story too, so oh, that's almost sure. perfect. For sure, yeah. for yeah. sure. Uh he looks like a salamander, man. <laughs> The roast of uh, slimy Alex <laughs> Strope. Loose. Because there's no <laughs> muscle holding his frame up. Who do you think wins in a fight, uh, Chris? Or primetime Wallersheim or Alex Strope? Because both those fellas Ooh. are uh, skin and bones. I might go with Ryan. Ryan has, Ryan has more. He has more muscle mass to him than Alex. Alex has... Zero muscle mass. It could just be because I'm wearing a bulkier sweatshirt today. <laughs> is why you think but I have uh, quote unquote muscle mass? I think Ryan's got like, like there's like a little bit of a darkness to Ryan. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he's crazy. Maybe he's totally fine. <laughs> there, there's layers to Ryan. Like Alex is what you see is what you get. <laughs> And you're getting Woody from Toy Story. And, like, Alex, I mean, oh, Ryan, you man. just don't know. There could be a little bit of a darkness Oh, no, no, nah, nah, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan does. I I can't help but to agree. Yeah. He does give off, like, equalizer vibes. Yeah. Like, equalizer. Like, <laughs> if things went down, like, all of a sudden, Ryan, like, throws, yeah, he, he, like, throat punches <laughs> someone, like, at the last second. You're just, like, all of a sudden, you're, like, getting ready to fight, and he just is, like, like you said, equalizes and neutralizes it. <laughs> Just go straight for the eyes. Right, just, like, <laughs> just super subtle. Like, if you told me that oh. you're, like, a third-degree black belt, I'd be like, eh, yeah, that checks Yo, out. I believe it. Yeah, I believe yeah, it. Yeah, I believe yeah. It. Just I quiet believe assassin, believe uh, <laughs> Ryan Warsheim here. Oh, man. Do you believe? Prime time. Jordan and Madison chimes in. Women treat uh, men... This is kind of, it looks like, well, it's all, like, here's what he says. Women treat me like Nord Love and spend time developing them. So oh. I think it's Jordan Love. Oh, so I think it's women yeah, yeah. treat men uh, like Jordan Love. Those are sometimes like I can read reads the words don't trick me up, but when they come in hodgepodge like this, yeah. it's a little bit harder. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's not on Jordan. You do the talk to text, you do any of those things, it just kinda <laughs> comes through a little bit uh weird here. Jordan and Madison though, I'll read it now. Women treat men like Jordan Love and spend time developing them. Men pick mm. like Justin Fields and hope they turn out to be good mm. and, and not bums. So you look at Justin and you like if you're a football Dang. person, you looked at Justin Fields and Jordan Love, that is fair. You'd look and say, Justin Fields is the star. Yeah. And and Jordan Love is not. Like yeah. and, and to that point, I I always say this when I covered NFL teams, there was a guy, Sam Congato, former Packer player. Uh, I covered him down at the Dolphins. If you compared him to Ricky Williams, who also showed up down at the Dolphins, he one of his unretirements came out and was uh, gave up weed for a little bit, decided to play for the Dolphins. <laughs> Marijuana! 
He, uh, like the two of them, they're built. Channing Crowder's another one, too. Mm-hmm. Channing Crowder is built like just a regular dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, but he is, like, he used to, like, wrestle alligators. Yeah, yeah, and, and so, yeah, like, yeah. he's strong. You there just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Congato, sure, sure. who is, I think, an actual, like, a medical doctor, looked oh, wow. like he would have won one of those bodybuilding competitions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But Ricky Williams, if he had played a full NFL career, could have been an NFL Hall of Famer. Yeah. Sam Congato yeah. was a fringe roster guy yeah. all the time. Yeah. Channing Crowder yeah. had a nice NFL career. Right. Uh, and, like, now Zach Thomas next to him was a Hall of Fame player. Mm-hmm. He, look, he looked like uh, he was built, and he had a square head. Yeah, he looked like a mutant. Do you know he had a square head, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, so do you know the story? Like Zach, Wait. Zach Thomas had, like, a square head. It was yeah. like Zach Thomas? The linebacker for the Saints, right? No, t- the Dolphins. Dolphins. Hall of Fame. Dolphins, okay. So I'll share the story, and then we'll go to break. Uh, he was run over as a young child. and that, What? Yeah, and, like, his head was run over, and it kind of squished it a little bit. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Of uh, course he's going to be a Hall of Fame <laughs> Yeah, 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 he lived through that. This is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. told a story at the uh, bottom of the hour. So it is true. It is in the it was mentioned by Zach Thomas in his enshrinement in the Hall of Fame. I remember from covering the Dolphins back in the day. When I covered the Dolphins, Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas were in the same locker room. That Mm. team won one game. Uh, I mean, that's they they had a bad coordinator. Uh, When you look at it, though, here's what he said. When he was two years old, a pickup truck ran over Zach Thomas when he was playing too close to the vehicle's back wheels. And Zach Thomas obviously recovered and went to the Hall of Fame. That's that's the insight. I don't know if that's going to be today's minute to win it. Uh, what the best players? Um, the skull just got reinforced. To, to almost got to almost kill. died. Yeah. But I will. I want this as I'm going to do a cue to call in a second here. But I want people to start texting in. I want to talk about more on the other side. I want your near death or like like catastrophic like dodging catastrophic injury stories everyone's Ooh, got one yeah 844-770-3776 start texting in uh your stories of the time that you dodged major injury or dodged mm-hmm. death 844-770-3776 but right now and we'll do it really easy first two callers caller number one caller number two you're gonna be entered to win it uh enter to play minute to win it which you're gonna compete against me uh or compete with me and chris or you're gonna pick me to win or chris or to win and we're going to basically, uh, Ryan picks the category, and we see how many out of 10 we can get. If you win, you get a $50 gift card. If you're picked of one of the two callers, you at least get a $25 gift card. So 844-770-3776. The first two callers are going to play Minute to Win It, and you'll pick either Chris or, or me to win the game. 844-770-3776. Caller number one and caller number two, you're going to be entered to play Minute to Win It. You'll at least get a $50 gift card north of South Seafood and Smokehouse. Best uh, barbecue joint in Madison, the official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. You can go there for uh, Whiny Krabby uh, Thursdays, and they also 
have great uh, beer can chicken on Sundays in Verona. 844-770-3776. Caller number one. Caller number two. You're entered to play Minute to Win It against me and Chris. Or, Chris, you have to step out now because Uh-oh. I get asked the questions and you'll come back in. So you can take a step out. Uh, Ryan is lining up the callers. And uh, we did also have an Iron Jack poll question a little bit earlier in today's show. If you had... Uh, to do one job in the NFL as a coordinator, could you be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or a special teams coordinator? 50% of you say special teams coordinator. So uh, Ryan is lining up a minute to win it, 844-770-3776. Uh, North and South Stephen Smokehouse is great in this aspect of it. You can go there, family, and have a nice family night out. You can carry it home. It, it, it takes home really well. You can have it delivered. They also do catering. They've done plenty of uh, events here for ESPN Madison. They've done our tailgate in the past. And uh, they do a lot of great catering events. So whatever your need is, North and South Sea from the Smokehouse can help out uh, with that need. Ryan, are we ready to play the game? Uh, not quite yet. Just give me one more second there, Jim. Everything's fine back there. Everything is fine. fine. I don't know if this is the best plan, Ryan Wollersheim, to, to have you try to take calls and... Uh, get everything lined up there. So you tell me when we are ready. This is Rutledge and Hamilton live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton out today. Chris Orr is in. It is Goo-Wop week. Chris Orr in the rest of the week. Matt Hamilton is back next week here, but we are uh, getting ready to play. And we are ready to, to win play. It. Let's play. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. So, Jim, you already broke down the segment itself, so I'll just get right into it. Today, I have the list of the top 10 winningest active NFL head coaches. You and Chris kind of broke down some of the best coaches in the league on yesterday's show. So, win percentage? So, not win percentage, just overall number of wins amongst active head coaches. And I'll give you a slight hint here. I'll give this to you and Chris, but this is including beyond who their current team might be. It's just their overall head coaching resume. You got me? Yep. All right, we'll go ahead and start your time right now. Uh, we'll go with uh, Belichick. Yep, obvious one. Harbaugh. Harbaugh is also on there. He is number seven. Carroll. Pete Carroll is number three. Sean Payton. Sean Payton, number six. You got four so far. All righty. What about, um, let's see here, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, good one. He's number eight. Uh, obviously, his time in Carolina extends over to his current job with Washington. Yeah, I don't know if Doug Peterson is there yet. I'm going to hold off on that one a little bit there. Let's go with uh, uh, Shanahan. He's just off the list, Jim. Wow. He's actually number 11. Oh, Andy Reid. That was stupid. Andy yeah, Reid, number yep. two. Yep, that's yep. the easy one. Everyone forgets Andy. That's, you got six so far. Yeah, all right. So now we start the north. I don't think LaFleur is there yet. Um, the, oh, Tomlin. Tomlin, just behind Pete Carroll. He, Tomlin, number four there. And then so out there, um, out east, the Giants, Buffalo, New England, Miami. All right, I'll go with Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson? Yeah. Not on the list as well. He's number 13, actually. So what do I have? That's a lot of time, so that's fine. All right, well, you got seven of them. You got all but five, nine, and ten. So you had a very good showing there, Jim. Okay. Very good. Uh, before Chris comes in, is LaFleur on the list? LaFleur is not on the list. Okay, He's just off. He's was, just behind Shanahan, actually. I was saying, I didn't think if Peterson was on. Oh, Frable. All right, well, we'll go, let's bring Frable? in Chris. Not on the list Really? Either. Crazy. All right, let's bring in Chris Orr. Chris Orr will play the game. Right now, he's talking to our social media queen. I'll go grab. There, he's coming. Oh, you're, you're good. I, I, we got his attention here. Oh, so. Okay. All right, okay. This, this category should be right up Chris Orr's alley. Did the caller pick me, or did the caller pick Chris? Uh, so, caller number one did pick you, Jim. All right. Uh, hopefully, I came through for them. If uh, it's a tie, uh, 
Ty goes to the runner, caller number one. Yeah, there yeah, you go. We'll give him the runner. All right, so, Chris, you know how Minutes When It Works, correct? Yep. We have a list of top ten topics. You try to get as many of them in the minutes time, and then we'll see who gets that North and South gift card. So today, we're going with the list of the winningest active head coaches. Now, this is just oh. based off total number of wins, not winning percentage. Mm-hmm. And the one hint I also gave to Jim is that these are overall wins in their head coaching careers, so it extends beyond multiple teams okay. if they've had a previous head coaching position. And before you start that, continue. we got a couple in already. 844-770-3776. In honor of us talking about Zach Thomas getting run over by a truck <laughs> at the age of two oh and then going gosh. on to be in the Hall of Fame, I want to ask you, what near-death or near-major injury experience did you dodge? 844-770-3776. We'll get to those on the other side. All right, Chris, you ready? Um, All right, well, your timer's going to have to start. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Are you ready? Go ahead. Um, I'm going to go Mike Tomlin. Yep, he's number four. Bill Belichick. Belichick, obvious number one. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, number two. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, number five. John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, number seven. Um, 160 wins. Man. Oh, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's number four. So you got uh, the your top. You got all but six out of the top seven. All but six out of the top seven. Um, I, I'm trying to think of active. Oh, Shanahan. Shanahan, not on the list. Not on Actually, the list. number 11. He's no, number 11? That got oh, me too. wow. Just off. I thought he would be on there. Uh, I got I got to run through the teams. Oh, Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, oh, no, also he not been on a head the coach. List. He hasn't been a head coach as he, long. He, I believe, is number 13. He hasn't 13. been a head coach as long. Uh, all right, let me go back to the West Coast. Who am I missing on the West Coast? It's not Staley. You got 15 seconds. It's not Is it uh, McVay? McVay is on the list. He's number nine. Oh, then uh, is Lafleur on there too? Lafleur, not on the list. Oh. He was number twelve. So you ah. actually had your three incorrect answers. So you can't guess anymore, yeah, there, Chris. No. Dang. But crazy news. You and Jim tied on this one. What? Both got seven of them. <laughs> All right. So Which, you, did you get any that I missed? Yeah, we definitely. I I wrote them down. I had Belichick, Harbaugh. Pete Carroll, Sean Payton, Ron Rivera, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin. Ron Rivera. Yep. And I then forgot about and him. then Chris. I didn't think about him. McVay you also me, guessed yeah. Mike McCarthy, number five. Yeah. Which I did not Jim get. Jim did not get mm. him. But John Harbaugh was seven. Ron Rivera eight. Sean McVay nine. Mm. And then that elusive number ten, the one neither of you guys got. Sean McDermott at Buffalo. Really? He's oh. in the top ten. Yes, he has sixty-seven wins, sixty-seven and he's forty-one. He's Buffalo in his a little bit longer than I thought. Then so he's been yeah, there for a he's sneaky been there for long a while. time. Yeah, he's low-key been there a while. And they've yeah. in the last three they've years, they've been winning. They yeah, they've won been winning. double-digit games every they've year. Been yeah, yeah. Ever since the year before Josh Allen got there, I yeah. think that's the thing because like usually when you start, when I was starting to think of coaches. I'm just like, oh, like, no, this dude's not a head coach anymore, or this dude just became a head coach. Yeah, that's tough. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light.